All right, welcome back. We have a little bit of a new setup here. If you're watching on the YouTube side of things, I have a little bit of a new office setup and just like how I'm recording. So I'm trying to get used to this. Let's dive in to our topic of the day. And that is, I know you can tell from the title, that I only work 20 hours a week in my business. And that has changed greatly over the years. I've been in business for 10 years and the first like six years of my business, I worked all the time, all the hours, who knows how much I was working. And then I had a sweet baby girl and that had to change. I had to get serious about the time that I was working in my business. I had to have designated work hours and childcare. And it really changed my feng shui. I will put it that way. It changed the way that I work. It changed the way that I operate in my business, but it's really made me grow up. Now that I'm working 20 hours, give or take, in my business a week, things look really different. And I want to share with you three things that I think have made some of the biggest difference when it comes to still being effective and productive in my work time, even though it is not full-time hours. So I am running an online business, an education business, and I have a couple different brands. I have an education brand for photographers called Photoboss. I have a podcast named Called to Both, and I have all sorts of education programs beneath both of those. So the Joy Michelle Co. umbrella is kind of above it all, and I have these multiple brands of education. So I educate creative entrepreneurs and photographers on how to grow their businesses. And this looks like coaching and courses and all kinds of things and multiple communities. So ultimately, a lot of stuff has to get done in my business in a given week. And so I want to share what has really made a big difference in being able to do that, honestly, like being able to have a lot happen during a very limited amount of work. So I have three hacks that I want to bring to you today that are huge, that if we were sitting down to coffee right now and you said, I need to cut my work hours in half, I'm working 40 hours a week and I need to work, you know, 15 or 20, I'd be like, this is where we got to start. Hello, and welcome to the Called to Both podcast. I'm your host, Joy Michelle, and you're in the right place if you're ready to grow your business while also being the intentional and present mom you want to be. This show will leave you feeling inspired, equipped with tangible tips, and encouraged to go after your own version of being called to both. Let's dive in. All right, so I'm going to dive right in. The first thing that I would recommend that you do, that I do, is to theme your days of the week and do some pretty significant planning. And what I mean by this is I like to have my days of the week and how I run my business on each day broken down by what I'm going to be doing during those days. Instead of letting my creativity just flow and my computer and my inbox tell me what needs to get done, I like to pre-decide Here's what we're going to do on Monday. Monday's our content. We are going to be creating content, moving content along, following up with video editors, doing all things content. On Tuesdays, I have coaching calls. So I have one-on-one creative coaching and my coaching clients can book calls with me on Tuesdays. And so that's been kind of a theme. I do other things during those days, but I know I'm going to have coaching calls that day. Wednesdays, especially in the past few months, have been devoted to my group coaching program, the Photoboss Method. So I run a intimate group coaching program and we have live calls, trainings, and um, 
website reviews and all kinds of fun stuff on Wednesdays. And then Thursdays are a project day, admin time, and almost like an overflow catch-up time. And I think it's really helpful later in your work week. And Thursdays, that's the end of my work week because I don't work on Fridays. I think it's really helpful to have a time at the end of the week where you do have this like white space to get all those things that just kind of kept moving across your to-do list and made its way to the end of the week. You need that catch-up time. You need that margin. This is huge. Before I started theming and really advanced planning in my week, I noticed that there was a lot of stuff I wanted to get done and most of it wasn't getting done. And there was just so much that I wanted to do in my business, so many goals that I wanted to move towards. And I was constantly feeling like I was in this little hamster wheel of doing the client work and getting on social media, like posting a little bit here and posting a little bit there, but never really feeling like I was getting traction. And the biggest thing that I changed was I got desperate and I just got out a sheet of paper and I started listing out all the things that I was doing and then deciding where they were going to fit. The reason why this works and the reason why I would challenge you to try this in your business is to to pre-plan is when you start really looking at every little detail of the things that you want to get done and the time that you have, you start to get smart about how you're grouping the tasks. And that's where I think your theme days will come from. But it really starts with just looking at what needs to get done and then saying, okay, but Maybe I don't need to check PayPal every single day. Maybe I don't need to log into my bank account or my inbox five times a day. Maybe I could group these tasks into ways that make more sense. And this has changed what I'll put on my calendar, what little admin activities I have, what recurring reminders I have. And I feel that if I never sat down and did this in-depth planning, I never would have concluded that I need to allocate coaching primarily to one day. I need to allocate all this content creation primarily to one day. Oh, and I forgot to mention Mondays is typically when I do team calls too with my team. So pre-planning and theming my days has been so, so, so helpful. Hey there, friend. I want to share the software that I have been using longer than anything else in my business, and that is HoneyBook. HoneyBook is a client management software, and it's how I send contracts, get paid, and how I keep track of client inquiries and where we are in a given project. Before I tried out HoneyBook, I was using my email inbox to track where I was at with clients, and honestly, things were falling through the cracks. I had no streamlined way of following up with my clients or inquiries and knowing where a given project was at. Now inside of HoneyBook, I can see at a glance exactly what is happening with my projects because they're all displayed in a timeline. HoneyBook allows me to send questionnaires, invoices, see easy to understand and detailed financial reports, set up my meetings and appointments through their built-in scheduler tool, and seriously so much more. HoneyBook truly is an all-in-one software. And listen, as a busy mom running a business, I get it. You need a powerful tool that can handle everything, not just the basics. I even use this to book guests on my show here on the podcast because of how easy it is to schedule my guests and use their workflow automations. Try HoneyBook out for free at joymichelle.co slash HoneyBook and get 35% off your first year. HoneyBook was designed specifically for creatives like you. So give it a try today by visiting joymichelle.co slash HoneyBook. 
So the second hack is to have no call days in your business. So have time when you're working in your business where you don't need to be you know, on Zoom calls or client consultations or doing anything client facing. I think having those days, those like quiet work days in your business or just a block of time to really be thinking about like, what things do I want to get done? What are the goals that need to move forward in my business? And I don't have to meet with anybody or do any interviews or anything. Huge. When I don't protect this, I've noticed that If I look at my week, I have this little sprinkle of calls throughout the entire week. I have a podcast interview here or a brand deals call here and then a couple of coaching calls and even a friend or two might want to do like, you know, we're grabbing like a coffee chat type thing and, you know, it's 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there, but it really, really adds up. And by starting to preserve these times and protect them and blocking off like no call days, oh my gosh, I am stepping into that day feeling so much more in control of my time and in in my business. And I know I'm going to have time to work on these projects that I've really, really been wanting to work on. And that is huge. And I also think there's something to be said for if you're an introvert like me, so huge to have these times where you can know that you're going to sit down in your business. You don't have to see anybody on any Zoom calls. You don't have to coach or consult or do any of that client-facing work and it's huge. It's so helpful. And I've noticed that I am a little bit happier when I have weeks that I know that I'm going to have days where I'm going to see people. And I know I'm going to have days where I won't see people. I don't have to do my hair and makeup every single day. I don't have to be uh, camera facing every single day. And those internal days, I feel like is when like my creative spark comes back. So if you're feeling drained, if you're feeling like you're hopping from one meeting to another, and the time between those calls is like, just enough time that you can't sit there and wait for the next call, but not enough time to get into something else, you might need to start blocking off no call days. I think the other aspect of this, of getting lots of progress and momentum in your business while working limited hours, is knowing what to work on. I mean, and this is a skill set, right? Like if we could just know what stuff should I work on in what order? Because it's almost like a domino effect is possible, right? Like sometimes we can't work on an email funnel until we've finished our website. And sometimes we can't work on the email funnel until we figured out what is that initial freebie going to be. And it's like everything is like contingent upon something else, right? But I've found a method that has helped me to really almost like suss out what is worth my time And what is not going to make the roster? Because not everything can make the roster. And I think that's really important. So there's this method. It's like this 4Ds method for deciding what is truly important in your business. And my business coach actually recently reminded me of this in a moment of overwhelm. I'm venting to her. I'm telling her I don't have time to do all the things I want to do. And I'm overwhelmed. I'm um, frustrated. I feel behind. And she reminded me of this method. And so I want to share it with you. So the four Ds are do, delegate, delete, and defer. So essentially, you can take everything in your business and put it into one of these four blocks. So I like to just pull out a sheet of paper, draw a line down the middle, draw a line across the middle so you have like a cross. And then in each of those blocks, you have do, delegate, delete, defer. So you decide what are we actually doing ourselves What could be delegated to someone else or automated or just set up in a way that you don't have to think about it, right? Maybe there's an automation or a workflow that you could set up and then not have to think about it. 
what could just be deleted altogether, what is truly unnecessary. Not everybody needs to be on Lemonade or TikTok. Ooh, I know everyone's going to come at me. I'm. I, there are a lot of people running very successful businesses that are not on TikTok. We just can't be everywhere. We can't be doing everything. And I'm not coming after TikTok. I think I'm, what I'm saying here is that there are things that are on your list right now that you think need to get done that don't actually need to get done, that there are maybe 20% of things on your list that would actually move the needle in your business. And the rest is a distraction, is a nice idea, is something to do another day. And then, of course, you have defer. You will always have great ideas that you just simply do not have capacity to move on right away. My podcast is a fantastic example of this. The idea for my podcast came to me probably a solid two years before, maybe more, before the podcast actually came to fruition. I didn't have the capacity in my schedule. I didn't have the support on my team, which I do now. I have podcast support and help. And I didn't have all the pieces in place so that if I added it, something else wouldn't get dropped. Because it's like we're balancing a lot of things. We can only hold so many things. And then you keep adding, eventually stuff's going to start falling. And so I wanted to make sure that I was strategic about what was going to be either removed or what team member could I add? How am I going to do this so that something doesn't fall? And I think that that's just a great example of it. And ultimately, I think it's what is so important when you're working part-time hours, but you want to make full-time income and huge impact is that you have to realize that you will always have more ideas than the ability to execute on them. And I think I read that in a David Allen book inside of Getting Things Done. I love that book, Getting Things Done. If you haven't read it, I strongly recommend it. It is like, it's a lot, but it's really, really good. And that book basically talks about how you're going to come up with so many ideas. You're going to think of so many things that are wonderful and amazing, but it is not time for every single one of those things to happen the second you think of it. So having a way to store your ideas is huge. And I, this helps me a lot because as a busy mom and an entrepreneur and a creative, I can't act on all of my ideas. I can't run with all of them right away. In fact, I would say most of my ideas are sitting somewhere on Notion, and that is okay. The ability to know what is for right now and what is not is huge for your focus as an entrepreneur. So get a space like Notion, get a project management tool, use something that you can preserve your ideas because you're going to have fantastic ideas that you're not going to be able to run with right away, and that is okay. All right, so if you want to dive into this a little bit deeper and talk more about this concept of working in less time, setting ambitious goals, and getting things done, I have a couple of other episodes from my podcast that I think that you would want to tune into. So episode 51 of the podcast talks all about ways to create more time and space in your days. So if you're looking for ways to actually streamline and carve out time, regain time in your life, check out episode 51. The next episode I wanted to mention is episode 45, and that episode is all about pushing past your perfectionism in business, and that was something we weren't able to fully unpack here today, but is so relevant to what we're talking about, because if you are struggling with perfectionism, you are probably wasting a lot of time and sitting on some of your best content, not pressing send on things because you need it to be perfect. So if you're struggling with perfectionism, you know you need to start making faster action and decisions in your business. Go back to episode 45 and give that one a listen. 
The other series I wanted to mention is episode 41 and 42. And that series, it's a part one, part two series of my like goal setting and planning series. I filmed that one at the beginning of the year. But really, you can listen to this anytime because it's so important. I want to mention this because it will not matter what we do in the time that we have in our business if ultimately we didn't set good goals to begin with. If we didn't enter into that time with intention and we don't know exactly where we're going even, it doesn't matter how much time we have. This is not a time problem. This is a vision problem and a planning problem. So if you feel like you're a little bit hazy on your goals, maybe you want to revisit them and really like finalize them and get them written out go back to episode 41 and 42 here on the podcast. So you can find all of these episodes that I mentioned here today inside of the show notes, as well as more details about how we can work together and other ways that you can connect with me and my brand. All right, guys, thank you so much for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast player, and I will see you next time. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please help me get the word out about the Call to Both podcast by taking a screenshot of this episode right now and sharing it on your social media. I would also appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave me a five-star review. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode.